Ah, uh, here we go one more time. Scoot this over a little bit more so we can get a uh, so you guys can hear it clearly. I guess we call it uh, getting. Want to make sure that you guys are getting the uh, not trying to steal away, getting a, a clear understanding or an overstanding of uh, of the answer key on what you're going to have tonight. Something special for the folks, man. Predictions, projections amongst the the NBA as is resuming tonight might not look very happy optically, but uh, I'm definitely very excited about the NBA return tonight. The 2020 2021 season back again underway. Yes, indeed. I'm so excited. Um, and also want to make sure that we have a clear understanding of what you guys are listening to. I like to call it the best, the most informational, the most educational, and the most entertaining basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast, what you're listening to right now, right about now. It takes take where basketball lives. Find it anywhere that you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. Uh, streaming live. Also, I see y'all out there on uh, Facebook as well as streaming live on YouTube. Got my dude, Iron Mike Dyson, going to be joining me here, man, in a second. And the aficionado that he is, Iron Mike Dyson, man, make sure that you give him a follow on social media at the Delegate 24. Um, so we got a nice little lineup for you guys on tonight. Just want to make sure before you guys are going out there and putting, I know some of you guys are doing the, uh, the basketball fantasy type stuff. I'm not so much of a basketball fantasy type dude, but nonetheless, um, I do Mike Dyson. I'm going to find out if he is or if he isn't, but I uh, want to find out from some of you guys. So if you out there watching and you checking us out, who do you have for your MVP? We're going to run that down to you tonight as well. Feel free, as you can see, it's scrolling around on the bottom of the ticker. Feel free to comment below with any of your questions, any of your opinions, so forth. Coach of the year, MVP. Who do you have in your finals? Who do you have in your Eastern Conference finals? Who do you have in your Western Conference finals? All that good stuff. So I want to make sure that you guys are tapping in with us. Appreciate you for doing so. Again, at Tate's Take Hoops on uh, on the Twitter, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. Again, where basketball lives. Is there a team out there that you guys feel like uh, needs to probably be blown up if they don't do it this year? Like if, if, if this ain't the one, you got to blow this team up and find out a, another way um, to kind of rejuvenate uh, the team a little bit. So uh, definitely want to, if you guys are interested, throw a team out there. Who's the team that if they don't, if, if they're the team this year for you, who's the team that you feel like might need to, you know, they might need to change gears and switch some things up, trade some players or, uh, or uh, make some front office decisions that is going to be coming down or something like that. Uh, who's the team that's going to be returning to the playoffs? These are all the things that we're going to get into tonight. Who was left out of the playoffs last year that you feel like is your maybe your personal front runner uh, to return back to the playoffs? Like another um, uh, topic that we have on tonight, you know, you had Dame Dalla, okay? We had Damian Lillard. Uh, Donovan Spider-Man Mitchell, okay, uh, Jamal Murray, all had not just contributing to their respective teams, but even more so the kind of tangent that they went off on last year, you know, them coming back around full circle, uh, who's some other guys that you think that you could add to that list? We've seen 50-point games, 60-point games from some of these guys, you know, multiple 40-point games during the postseason. Who are some of those guys that you really feel like are going to go off this year? Doesn't even have to be in the playoffs. Just going to go off this year and, and have uh, a really good season. 
you know, and, and particular players and so forth. And, you know, we saw last year coming into this year, and of course we, they had Chris Paul and we all know the story, but outside of just him and that, there was not very much hype that was surrounding the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, I think we all know that. They were expected to finish somewhere towards the bottom, whereabout. I think it can be argued, but it wasn't in a playoff situation um, after losing Russell Westbrook. So from that standpoint, like who is this year's OKC that everybody is just kind of counting out, if you will, but is going to exceed, not just me, exceed the expectations and going to go off for a long run. Is this finally Milwaukee's year to get it done? Whether that be to win a championship, whether that be uh, to make it to the NBA finals, why or why not? If they are, uh, of, um, you know, for what reasons, you know, or what reasons do you feel like that they won't? I got some interesting things I want to say about Milwaukee as well. Hey, we got a problem in Houston. And it's not just a problem, but it's a big problem. And it's a real problem. You got, you know, James Harden doing outlandishly crazy things, throwing balls at teammates and so forth and practices. Will we see James Harden um, in a Houston Rockets uniform for the entire season, for half the season? Like, how long is this thing going to continue to kind of carry out? Um, on top of that, you know, I, everybody knows I'm a Detroit Pistons fan. Okay. I'm going to roll with my Pistons. I roll with my bad boys, red, white, and blue. That's just the way I get down. What are the expectations for them? I'm going to ch check in with Iron Mike Dyson as well to find out from him because I know he likes to roll with the bad boys too. He'll be popping up here in our green room here in just a second. Then you got the Miami Heat. How about that? You got the Miami Heat, probably the most disrespected team in the NBA, at least I like to think, coming off of a finals appearance. We're going to tap in on some of that. So we got a couple people that chimed in with us as we're waiting on Iron Mike Dyson. Uh, a couple people that's showing some love and whatnot. And uh, as we're getting ready to bring him in, shout out to Derek Crush Boy, who always uh, periodically and, and fairly consistently check, checks in with us, saying that, that the uh, Sacramento Kings is a big sleeper for him. On this year, somebody you want to keep your eyes and your ears open for Marvin Bagley. Got to stay healthy. De'Aaron Fox got to stay healthy. Uh, then, of course, um, you got a few other players as well. So we weren't going to get into that. Also mentioning Phoenix Suns going to be a playoff contender. Sound like dude been living in my in my in my brain rent free a little bit. Tony Russo, appreciate you for checking in, man. Showing some love. Big D. Great job, champ. Appreciate the love, man, and all the support. And if you want to be just like. Tony Russo, and you want to check us out, man, see us live on Facebook, streaming live on Facebook as well as on YouTube. Now, let me get into this thing with my boy, man, because he's in the green room. I'm sure he's looking sharp, keeping it light, skin friendly as usual. It's my dude, man. So y'all know we're going to cut up every time you bring the homie in here. And I want to make sure that I'm putting all the little bits and pieces together for him, man, all the little trinkets and all the little bells and whistles and everything else because i like to call i roll him out that's what i do other people i bring them in i bring, i roll my boy out i put on my white usher gloves i roll out the red carpet that's just what we do so you know that's only means one thing it's time for roll the dice with iron mike dice and make sure y'all give my boy a follow man on the twitter and on the ig at the delegate 24 let's bring him in here and see what's popping <laughs> D, Tate the Great, man. Always a pleasure to be here. How you doing, good sir? What an introduction, man. 
No, it's all good, bro. Matter of fact, now that I think about it, because I ain't had no haircut, you know I usually rock them. <laughs> but I just been so busy with I got a lot yeah. going on, bro. So okay. pardon me while I since it's NBA season, Ooh, make sure I just summer tighten league. up my summer league. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I get myself right, red with the orange. It don't really go. You would have thought I went to Virginia Tech, but that ain't neither here nor there. <laughs> you bringing my dude in here, Iron Mike Dice, man. Hey, um, let me ask you this first, bro, because uh what's your excitement level for this season? And do you expect for this season to be played all the way through before we get into the projections and all that kind of stuff? Like what is your expectations in regards to some of the COVID protocols you're going to have? Are people going to still be wilding the same way that Lou Will was going in and out the bubble and so forth? Like mm -hmm. what's your expectations on what we're going to see? To answer your first question, my excitement level is at 9.6 right now. I feel like a Ooh, little kid. With the point, the decimals. Cause put the decimals. Um, the decimals. We, wait, wait, wait. We I got a question for. I got a question. Hold on. Okay. I got a question for you. I got a question for because I know that you're you're you wear so many hats, bro. You're so intelligent. Mm. People uh. who watch this often, they know what's the difference between if there is even a difference, a decimal and a decibel, <laughs> or is there a difference? You, you put me on the spot. So I think uh, decibels are metrics you use to like uh, to uh, measure like sound and then okay. decimal. Yeah. Decimal like, you know, uh, you know, like symbols, mathematical symbols to like, you know, just pinpoint things to the exact science. You know, it ain't okay. no rounding up to like two or three. It's like 2.2, 2.4 okay. and everything like that. So use the decimal to make sure everything's accounted for. You know what I'm saying? Everything got to be accounted for, Doc. <laughs> that's why I that's like, my homie right yeah, there, bro. That's my homie right there. Go ahead with your uh, continuation. But, but yeah, yeah, 9.6, man. I feel like a little kid, even though this is Christmas week, we have Christmas three days away, man. I feel like tonight is Christmas, bro. I'm so excited, man. I'm interested. I might be jumping the gun right now. I'm interested to see what Brooklyn's going to do, how they're going to look together. You know, uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving playing for the first time together, man. I'm very interested to see Steve Nash and his imprint on this team, man. You know, I'm very curious because, you know, you had you had comments early this year during the offseason, Kyrie talking about, yeah, I can be the coach one night. Then one night, Kevin Durant might be the coach. We're all coaching. So it's kind of like, you know, shade, man, you know, subliminal shade to Steve Nash. If he can, if he took it that way, I'm also interested to see if uh, Mike D'Antoni is like a Mike D'Antoni type of a system, type of a team, you know what I'm saying? And just like Steve Nash is like the default coach by title only. But that's just tonight. Uh, to answer your second question, you know what, man? It's just like a, you know, a, a take it one day at a time approach, Doc. You know, uh, the commissioner, Adam Silver, was on earlier. Uh, this week, I believe, on first take, and he was just talking. He was just trying to be transparent and real. Like, look, man, we're taking this one one day, one game, one week at a time. I'm paraphrasing right now. We do have games scheduled up to March, man. Hopefully, we can, like, continue after that. But I, let's just say let's get to March, then we, we'll pick up for, um, from that point, man. Yeah, man, don't be trying to take all my March shine, bro, because you know when the March <laughs> hit, bro, you know what I'd be excited for. And even though I do be excited for the NBA, I'm not sure how that one going to work, man, but we definitely mm -hmm. going to figure things out. Um, right. Let me let's get into some of these predictions and projections and so forth, man, in terms of the NBA awards. Just the, 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 the big ones, the rookie of the year, coach of the year, MVP. Mm -hmm. Let's start out with the coach of the year. Who's your front runner or maybe some other candidates surrounding them? Uh, that that you think is going to be the coach of the year? Because I'm gonna go first. 
I'm gonna go okay. first. I'm gonna go first. No, please, you the guest. Please. No, you the you at home, <laughs> but you the guest. You still gotta take your shoes off at the door, bro. You know how I go. But go ahead, you the guest. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna let you go. I was gonna say I feel like I'm at Auntie House. You my cousin, bro. Like, do I have to adhere <laughs> to like regular like like strange rules, man? I feel like I'm at home. But no, nah, though, man, it, it, I appreciate it, bro, because chances are we're going to say a lot of the same things i always get so frustrated when you take my ideas and my thoughts but i really think we're going to say something different <laughs> this time um as a front runner i've got steve nash man as coach of the year doc i really do man he has the awesome uh assistant coach the aforementioned mike d'antoni who i talked about you have two perennial all-stars in their prime one former mvp one former finals mvp Kyrie's uh his resume is established is well documented man they have a great you know they have a great team you know uh top to bottom starting five is great you got spencer then running the two Karis Levert, you know, come off the bench, that Michigan Wolverine. They just got a nice team, top to bottom, man. They're, they're just so complete. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Steve Nash, and then my sleeper, I'm gonna go uh Van Gundy out of New Orleans. Interesting. You know what? And I feel like I don't know, maybe this is just me, and maybe I'm just throwing some salt, shade, or whatever you want to call it, but like I don't know if Steve Nash should be. I mean, you put Two, you know what I'm saying, uh, arguably or inarguably future Hall of Famers around a dude and in his first year. I mean, I feel like that's something that takes time, longevity. Like, you got to show me a little bit more than just, like, 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 show me what you can do without these dudes first. You know what I'm saying? And that goes all the way back to him first getting a job anyways. And so I don't want to be that dude. I feel like that's that's one that, that that's relatively easy. No shot at you, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with Rick Carlisle, man. Like, I feel like mm. this is a team that's going to be right there in the thick of things, dude. That's like, it's about, they're about to open up a lot of people's eyes. Mine was all, has already been open from over the course of the last year or so, close to two years now. Like, I feel like he's going to start to get a little bit more of that credit and it's going to show when the seedings come out in the Western Conference. So I'm going to go with him on that one. Um, let's take that now over to... Let's go rookie of the year. Let's go up next, man. It wasn't necessarily the draft class that is going to, you know, make a lot of people sneeze at it or nothing like that. But nonetheless, uh, it's, it's, it's got some talent. You know, there ain't nobody in it that I love, but there are some guys I like and there's some guys in it that I like a lot. Who are some of maybe one, two or three guys that you feel uh, is going to be in that in that um, in that conversation to win that award? Absolutely. Well, shout out to your Rick Carlisle pick too, Deshaun. Man, I love that pick, bro. I mean, Carlisle's been slept on since the Detroit Pistons days. He's a hell of a coach when it comes to X's and O's. He might not be like the friendliest person, like the most uh, coach friendly or player friendly person when it comes to X's and O's. Man, he knows his stuff. So I love, love, love that pick, Rick Carlisle. Um, and he look like and he kind of look like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, I, I know the math. <laughs> and he won an and he won a, and he won an NBA championship already too. Like you can't sleep on somebody Bro. that done already won one. But go ahead. So, so LeBron said, you know, he has uh, possession of two of the hardest championships championships ever won in NBA history with the bubble and then being down three one. But I argue that Dallas had the hardest road to their championship in 2011 when you, they took down OKC with Russ and them, Harden and then Dame and then you know the Lakers and then the Miami Heat man. So they had a hell of a run and that was coached by Rick Carlisle. But yeah, man, for my rookie of the year pick, I'm gonna like lean on you and your college college of basketball expertise. I'm gonna go with. Uh, 
Isaac Okoro, bro. Hey. From the Cleveland Cavaliers, bro. So it's, it's I love that hoodie too, by the way, man. Um oh, it's preach. Preach. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my preach. gosh. Yes, preach. sir. So it's half because you know the Deshaun Tate influence, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you say coming out like from a college basketball perspective, it's gold, man. I'm, I'm gonna take it to the bank. So that's number one. And you've always been high on him, the high motor and so forth, man. But the way you kind of like describe him, just like from the outside looking in, I'm like, okay, he's like a hustle player, da da da. And he might be, man. But I saw a couple of like, exhibition games. I so like his heart. with it. Yeah, the offense with it, got a nice little three ball. Absolutely, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's like a, a situation where he wasn't allowed to shoot as much in college, man. But he showed me some things in the pros, and then he's not a punk either, though, bro. He has some mm -hmm. art. I think they played against the Pacers recently, and I think Jakar Sampson like threw him around or pushed him or fouled him, and the rookie got up and got in his face. Like, look, bro, we ain't have that today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that showed yeah. me a lot right there, man. So I'm gonna go with Coro. You know, being a Detroit native, man, I'm pulling for Killian Hayes. I hope he does something, man, for the Pistons, bro. But right now, I got Okoro as the, the front runner. What say you? Uh, I'm going with Isaac Okoro as well, man. Like, I feel like everybody always thinks that he's just a dude that's only defensive-minded. And while it's easy to get caught up in that, he got more offense to go with it. But I just think it goes to show that his defense is so solid. Like, I feel like it's the complete opposite, and I'm not trying to throw – uh, again, no shade or or a dig at Cam Reddish, but I felt like last year when Cam Reddish was a rookie, everybody was talking about how great he was defensively. And while he was solid, not great, but solid defensively, I feel like that just overshadowed how bad he was at the time offensively. Like Thanks. that's not this with Isaac Okoro. Like Isaac Okoro is defense number one first. Now always take that uh, type of player over anybody you know what i'm saying somebody that has that kind of mentality because defense equates to you know what i'm saying like championships and just adding a, a number to the left side of the result column in general in general but i'll also say that like like you said his three ball and just having that heart man just that determination and and just being willing to go out there and get it and give it his all on the floor like mm -hmm. i know what i'm gonna get out of a player like that swiss army knife you can't go against mm -hmm. him so i'm gonna roll with him on that one although i do think that as much as i don't want to admit it because probably the only thing i really care a lot about when it comes to this guy outside of his court vision and his iq and his wingspan being Lamelo ball is probably that the fact that he's light-skinned but other than that I, I i i just see so many like i could just hear the announcer so many times saying ball to bridges ball to bridges like mm -hmm. we've seen it so many times in the preseason mm -hmm. i think that's just kind of like a sign of what's to come uh out there in charlotte now let's go to mvp real quick who mm -hmm. you got as your front runner for mvp or some guys that's in the conversations because i want to know do you have a dark horse like everybody's mostly gonna come with the lebrons or Giannis to do back to back to back maybe or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. do you have pretty much those guys or do you have like a dark horse somebody that everybody else ain't necessarily thinking of yeah, absolutely, man. But uh, just to expound and signify your point about Coro, man, you said a lot of great things, man. You just had me thinking, like, you know, defense is always going to get you on the, on the floor first, and that's his number one thing. And I'm just thinking, like, he has the uh, capability. I'm not trying to compare him to these players or say that he'll amount to these players, but just after hearing what you just said, I, I had no choice but to think about 
Jimmy Butler or Kawhi Leonard. Like those are like the two best examples of we've seen like defensive players like known for defense and make that evolution and transition to offense to be like become a two way player. So I hope Okoro becomes that as well. But to answer, <laughs> Jeremy, your question, great. <laughs> <laughs> is he really a two way player though? Detail like he had the chance to prove last year when Steph went down, when KD was going, you know what. Clay was going, like he had the chance to be the man. He still had pedestrian type numbers, man. So I think he's more of a complimentary player. But yeah, but Kevin Durant, though, I'm going with KD, bro. See, and I agree with you with the whole coaching situation. I'm not saying Steve Nash is the best coach. I know about the NBA, man. It's all about storyline. You know what I'm saying? We, mm -hmm. we talk about this all the time, about storyline. So what better storyline do you have than Kevin Durant coming back from a catastrophic mm -hmm. injury? You know, coming to the East, you know, I'm trying to pick up where LeBron left off. You know, what I'm saying so many, so many questions, so much intrigues that I got Kevin Durant, man. I mean, he's he's going to average 25 points a game at least, man. You know, I think the the Nets are going to be a top three, top four team. You know, it has all the ingredients for him to be MVP. You know, he has one MVP in his career, man. So I'm going with Kevin Durant. Oh, man, that's I mean, obviously, you can't go wrong with that. And I'm glad that you mentioned that talking about the storylines and so forth. I think that you pretty much spot on, especially considering exactly where they're going to be slotted at when the playoffs roll around in terms of seeding, whether they be a one or a two, maybe even a three. I can still see them getting that. I'm going to roll with the guy, man, that, that, that I really believe. And I might be a year early on this, being honest, uh, but I'm going to go with the guy that um, I really believe is going to be the or, or cited as the arguably the best player in the NBA either Luka. this year or in a year or next year. I'm going to go with Luca, bro. <laughs> Luca. I've, had, I've had a lot of really not so nice things as an advocate for Trey Young, but I don't want to mm -hmm. bring him into this conversation. But right. an admitting advocate for Trey Young consistently, regularly, and always will be. Uh, I've, I've, and it wasn't even just about Trey. It's just I wasn't on the Luca joint like that, you know? And, and I got to give respect to where it's due. Uh, and, and this dude is a dude that I think is going to be, and you heard it here first, bro. Like, I think he's going to mm -hmm. be the best player in the NBA sooner than later. Put it like oh, that. I don't want to well, say in a year or two. I remember, if you remember, like during the summertime, we had like our summer league or our summer league, our bubble, like recaps and so forth. Remember, I was saying, like, we or we both were saying, like, Luca might be the best player right now. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? This is like back at in the time. Yeah. yeah, at the time. So I'm not tripping about that. But the only reason, listen. Best player versus MVP is two different discussions to me. Like Luca is the best player. Luca is the best player, but you know, with the NBA, when these kind of wars comes politics, so mm -hmm. there's never been an MVP outside of the fourth C. So to say that Luca's going to be MVP, you're saying what, he's going to be a top. top he's going to be a top four. He's going to be a Dallas, top four C. Dallas in the top four, bro. Wow. Okay. I mean, okay. okay. Let's do this. Let, let's do this real <laughs> quick. Let's do this real quick. Yeah. Okay. Who do you, who who do you see? that not can they because we know they can but mm -hmm. who you have probably as your top four i guess we definitely gonna throw the lakers in there that's fair mm -hmm. um who else in there in the, in, in the top you got the clippers as a top four i would imagine again i can run through i, I wrote it down i can run through okay. my top eight right Rocket. now Rocket. <laughs> like, Rocket. Like, like like james harden and houston you know what i'm saying but you know uh, what i mean uh number one i have la lakers sit down are you sitting down number two i have the utah jazz bro Utah Jazz, number two. Number three, I have the L.A. Clippers. Number four, I have the Portland Trailblazers. Number five, I have the New Orleans Pelicans. Number six, the Phoenix Suns. Number seven, the Dallas Mavericks. Number eight, 
the Memphis Grizzlies. Now I know a lot of your viewers are saying like your drug test is due right now, but that's how I'm, that's how I'm rolling though, bro. No, no, no Denver. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Cause, cause. I, 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 I had to, man. You know, it's so funny. I had Denver. I had, I had, I had Denver. I mean, I had Denver like number number six. But then I looked at they starting lineup, man. A couple of players left, man. I think it's going to like really affect them, man. Um, who left? Uh, Jeremy Grant. Now, Jeremy you might the Pistons. The Pistons. It was another dude too. Mason Plumley is another one with the Pistons as well. And you like, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and you might say like these guys are anything. They're not, you know, a big piece of the. Pie, it was a big. Man. It was a big part to them runs. Hey, thank you. Especially everybody in the just bubble. saw Jamal Murray, but he they were some big yeah. parts. It, it, thank you, thank you, man. So somebody had to had to leave, man. So I'm going with Denver. Get them out of here, man. Okay, I respect that. I I, I the I don't see a ton of huge problems with what you said. Mm -hmm. I just not I, I just can't see Dallas as a number seven seed in back to back years, bro. But I mm -hmm. do want to press forward because I know we only got you for a little bit of time. You a mm -hmm. busy dude. You already <laughs> a Dyson, so you already a busy dude. But on top of that, bro, like it's mm -hmm. NBA is first night. You moving, yeah. you moving, you bending corners, you making moves, Ooh. moving and shaking. Mm -hmm. Um, so I appreciate you for joining us, bro. Yeah. Um, let's jump into who's that team? Who's that blow up team? Like, 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 who is that team that if they don't get it done this year, just in terms alone of, uh, of, 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 um, meeting their expectations just, and standards, meeting the expectation, yeah. not even exceeding, just meeting mm, the expectation. Like, mm. bro, if they don't at least get to the playoffs this year, or if they don't at least get to the second round this year, like, I'm done with these dudes, blow them up, bro. Cause I got a feeling we're going to say the same one. <laughs> you know what, bro? I'm gonna like think outside of the box. I'm gonna say, uh, well, the number one team I wanted to say was Houston, but that was last year going to this year, so they really don't count. You can kind of say they've already been blown up, man. You know, I don't think we're gonna say the same team, bro. I'm gonna say team light skin. Like, if we ever got on the NBA team and played basketball right now, D Tate, we would be playing for the Philadelphia 76ers, bro. If you look at their starting lineup, it's all light skin dudes, and that's the team. I'm saying over, over Golden State, no, Golden State always got some light skin homies. <laughs> I, I feel like they do, man. But if you look at Philly's star lineup this year, they got Seth Curry, who's my choice for most improved player, by the way. Okay. Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, mm -hmm. and who's the fourth dude I'm leaving out, man? Oh, uh, Danny, Danny Green. That's like all light skin right there, bro. Starting, I believe so. I believe okay, so. so. MB, MB, the only chocolate. Okay, I respect yeah. that. I was going to say, go ahead. And I was going to say, bro, I mean, just because you got blown me because the last three or four years has been so much controversy and questions surrounding can Embiid and Ben Simmons play together. That's the only reason I'm going to say Philadelphia, that, you know, like the proof's in the pudding. It's like three years in a row, they can't win together, so you got to blow it up. But you, who are you going to say? Like Milwaukee? No, I was going to say the same team, bro. I was going to say wow. Philly. Like, And I wow. feel like that's already overdue. Like I yeah. feel like that's, <laughs> like I feel like that should have been like two three years ago already, mm -hmm. yeah, or two or three years before that even. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I we we obviously agree with each other on that one. Who's that team that you believe is going to be the front runner to return back to the playoffs? Hasn't been to the playoffs in however much time. Doesn't matter. It could be one year. It could be a hundred mm -hmm. years. Um, but who is that team? Also, by the way, real quick, that blow up team. 
I really feel like if it's not the Philadelphia 76ers, it's, it's, they're going to have to figure something out with this Sacramento team, bro. That mm. was going to be another one. Uh, mm. Harrison Barnes and all them dudes. But I, I'm not mm. sure that they even have enough high expectation attached to them, stapled to their name to even blow it up. Plus, they're a really young team. So we both go at Philly. Yeah. But who's the team that you have as the front runner to return to the playoffs? Because I want to say mine first. Because last go time ahead. I gave you the option. Yeah, please. You I said, thunder, bro. <laughs> please but go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to, I'm, I got to go. I, I got to go with the Phoenix Suns on this one, baby. I got to keep it orange. I got to keep it orange. And I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns. You know what I'm saying? What, what says you? I mean, yeah, I mean, I thought we were talking about teams that, you know, technically went to the playoffs last year, but you just mean like just coming back in general? Oh, absolutely. I got the yeah. Phoenix Suns. Yeah, okay. absolutely. But once Chris Paul came on that team, bro, you can just slot them for like a 25 to 30 game improvement, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like every team mm -hmm. he plays for, they improve dramatically, whether it's the New Orleans Hornets, whether it's the Clippers, whether it's the Rockets, whether it's the OKC Thunder. Like everybody had the Thunder slated to not make the playoffs last year. But what happened? They made they won like 50 games almost, man. I mean, like the, the fifth or sixth seed last year. Why? Because of Chris Paul. So I definitely agree with you with the whole Chris Paul. I'm sorry, the Phoenix uh, selection that. Uh, Iron Mike Dyson joining us, man. If, if you don't know no better, man, you know we act up when we get up in here in this mm -hmm. thing, man. Make sure that you give Buddy a follow, man, at the Delegate 24 again, at the Delegate 24. Go ahead and show my dude some love, man, because he always posting a whole bunch of stuff, man. Sometimes cause you never know where he going to be at. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> might be swagged out. What they call it now? Drip? I guess swag was like in the 90s. I guess I cuz, always, swag. cuz always got the drip. You know what I'm saying? Cuz <laughs> always uh, uh, out there doing his thing, getting invited to Michael Jordan parties or all type of stuff. He don't mess with him about that one for life, bro. Uh, so make sure y'all go and give my dude a follow, man. It's always a real good follow. Um, let's go on to the next one, bro. I, I, mm -hmm. I, you know, we, we you spoke upon, you said something about Houston. I told the people, man, Houston, not only do we have a problem, but we also have a big problem. Yeah. The rumblings going on around Houston. And let me know when you need to kite out, man, and, and so I can yeah. take it over. But, um, okay. you know, just the happenings around Houston and around that whole franchise as a whole. I think I saw a uh, notification pop up today that said James Harden been getting into it with teammates and threw the ball at somebody in practice, Jay Sean Tate and whatever. Now, I don't advise nobody to be throwing basketballs and catching temper tantrums with nobody with the last name Tate. So I you better it. tread lightly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you better tread lightly, homeboy. But no, on the strength, bro, like, they already talking about a dude coming in overweight, and we've heard yeah, all yeah. the we, – we've heard it all. Like, mm -hmm. what is Iron Mike Dyson's take on everything that's transpiring right now between Houston and, and, and James Harden? Oh, yeah. When it comes to his relationship with Houston, he's dead inside, bro. He's mentally checked out. He's Asta La Vista, pasta and pizza. He's he's out of there. He's done, man. Ah. Yeah, mwah, out of here, man. So uh, mama we, Mia. Well, speaking of speaking of mama, I think today's uh, practice was an indication like, OK, mama had a bad day at work. You know, what I'm saying the boss is on and she coming home and you left the the dishes out, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the okay. dishwasher, and you get smacked up, beat down, on punish, and everything. Like, Mama, why am I getting beat up like this? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not <laughs> about the it's not about the kid. It's about the things that Mama going through. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying okay. with, with with James Harden, it's not about the rookie Tate. You know what I'm saying? It's about what he's going through. Like, I don't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Anything can like really like set him off and aggravate. So he's just him. like an innocent bystander. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The, the rookie wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coll collateral damage. 
bro. Collateral damage. He was the means to a method to show Houston, I'm out of here. I don't want to be here. None of that. You know what I'm saying? And it's so funny because speaking of Luke, we talked about Luca earlier. I had an NBA draft real quick, an NBA draft this past weekend, a fantasy draft. Uh, I wound up having the number one pick, bro. The number one pick. I had to work, though. I ended up missing the draft. And the computer picked James Harden for me automatically, number one. I want a Luka number one, but they got James Harden. I was so upset because I feel like if he stays in Houston right now, bro, he's going to, like, miss 30 games. He's going to play, like, 45 games. He's going to average, like, 22 points, five rebounds, four assists. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing James Harden. So if you're the Houston or I mean, Rockets organization, get him out of here pronto. And just to play around, bro, you know, we both Michigan natives. I was just playing around at first, and I said, hmm, why not? I said, why not the uniform? Duh, Trey, Trey Blake, Trey D Rose, maybe Killing Hayes or a future pick, man, and bring in James Hart. I'm here for it, man. Why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? It can't be no worse than it already is. But one uh, last thing, though. One, one last what? thing. If, you, if you're James Harden, though, bro, you need like you need to step back, man, because whatever team you get traded to, you're gonna like gut that team so bad. It's gonna be bad when you get there. Like all the stars and like you know what I'm saying, like assets. That you could use to like help you win the championship, they're gonna get traded to Houston. So you need to sit back and look at your own squad, man. Though uh who's the dude that played for the Pistons last year? The tall dude, Woods or something. He's not oh, a slouch. Christian Wood. Christian Wood, I'm not mad at he him. Went, he with Houston now, I think. That's what I'm saying. He's with Houston. You got Boogie, you got Harden, the Harden, you got John Wall. So it's not as bad as you think. So I would say Harden, give it a couple weeks, man. Give it a shot, man. But it just seems like he's very adamant of like leaving Houston, man. So we gotta see what he's gonna do. Yeah, it seemed like bro really kind of checked out. And I said this on somebody else's podcast before. Look here, man. If you don't want to be here, bro, I do you like I do Iron Mike Dyson. I roll out the red carpet, bro. I put mm. on my white Usher gloves with one hand behind my back and the other one stretched out. There goes the door, bro. Like, you more than welcome to see your way out. Make sure it don't <laughs> kick you in your ass on the way out, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I told this to somebody else. I ain't about to be in a relationship with no mm. chick. Bro, mm. I ain't about to be in a relationship with no chick, bro. If you don't want to be mm. here and, mm. and heed to the standards, the precedents that I'm trying to put in place. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'm trying mm. to lay foundation. We're trying to get something rolling right here. You know what I mean? If you don't want to be part of that, then mm. you more than welcome to see your way out. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I love that analogy. No, it's getting back to your analogy when you're talking about, yo, Jay Shante is just basically like an innocent bystander. Like, mm -hmm. basically, mom's coming home and the dishes ain't done and she just needs somebody to yell at. She had a hard day at work. Don't mm -hmm. and don't be calling her on, on her new job, bro, when she at work, bro. Don't be calling. <laughs> call, you ever calling mom, bro, when she yeah. at work? She oh, got man. things going on. They was calling oh, Jane oh. Harden, come back to practice. He out there on the mm -hmm. beach at the strip clubs in Vegas, <laughs> in Atlanta, Pink Pony, Magic right, City, right, whatever. Right. Calling the man. Don't be calling mama on her job, bro. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll be there yeah. when I get there. Right. You know what I mean? But back to your um, analogy, relate back to your relationship analogy, though, bro. That's kind of like this, man. Imagine being married, and then whether it's your wife or you, and it gets leaked out that. Yeah, I ain't trying to be with this girl no more. She got my goddamn nerves. You know what I'm saying? I want a divorce. And she hears that, though. You know what I'm saying? You got to come home. No. And it's, like, it's so awkward in that house, man, because she knows, you know that she knows that you ain't trying to be there with her no more, man. Mm -hmm. So just blow it all up right now, Doc. Just blow it I up. wouldn't be surprised. This is the last thing I'm going to say about Houston and Harden because we spent way too much time on both of them. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if a deal was made for Harden mm -hmm. and he went elsewhere that team did not do nearly as good as everybody thought they would because the chemistry was all jammed up. 
Meanwhile, Houston put themselves in a position that was somewhat similar to OKC last year and established at least the chemistry and guys who wanted to play. And then whether they do or don't make the playoffs, likely wouldn't, but still have something to build off of from there and feel good about everybody that they have in that locker room and got all the guys that want to be there and want to play together. You see what I'm saying? And so that's just something that I can kind of see happening. I don't know. We'll see from there. Um, uh, on top of that, bro, let me, let me, I'm going to go on to the next one. Um, this is a team right now, man, that won the, the Eastern conference championship, the Miami heat. I'm feeling, I don't know, bro. Like if I'm them, I'm feeling a little disrespected. Everybody's talking about the nets and everybody's talking about Milwaukee and everybody talking about all these other teams. And I've not only exceeded the expectations. I got all the way there. I won a game or two, like, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. You just take me through your thoughts of it because Eric Spolster should have been the guy that was in the same conversation, although he wasn't uh, for coach of the year last year. They got the pieces. Some guys got some big time money. All of the same things that we just talked about that Houston would look like it likely look like from a chemistry standpoint, if they got rid of Harden, like that's what basically Miami has already established. Mm-hmm. What is that? What is the mentality? What should the mentality be? What are they gonna do this year? Says you. Well, number one, uh, I wasn't being disrespectful or rude when I had my head my head down when you were talking, bro. You know, I'm always all about the eye contact. I was just trying oh, to look. Good, bro. I was trying to look at my phone so I can just show you this, man. To everything you were saying, one hundred, man. Oh, like, the yeah, it was a hundred percent, man. And not only with that, man, like I feel like with Harding's back to hard, man. When he goes to that locker room, bro, he's a stranger now. You can tell that's that is not his team. That's John Walls. He has a, a completely different team, man. But back to, to Miami though, bro. I feel like I don't want to say this, man, but I kind of feel like with the team as presently constituted, they kind of like overachieved and reached their max zenith. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna like sneak up on anybody this time around even though they were doing well last year before the postponement of the pandemic they were like a three or four seats so they were balling they were doing their thing you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i just think for them to continue on that <clears throat> that same trajectory that jimmy butler has to pick up where he left off you know what i'm saying he's not really built for that during the regular season so we never like really seen him do that in the postseason until like last year. You know what I'm saying? Like even when he played with the Bulls or the Timberwolves and other teams, the Sixers, he didn't take over a series like he did against the Lakers for the Miami Heat like he did last year. So that was like, wow, like Jimmy Butler played phenomenally. But we really can't expect that again. At least I don't. Now, I love Jimmy Butler, but I don't expect that. I feel like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, bro, they're not going to sneak up on anybody anymore. I mean – that jump shot is great. You know, so you can't you can't fake the jump shot. You know, I have concerns with Duncan Robinson putting the ball on the on the on the ground, you know, his dribble drive, getting to the right. Um, Tyler Hero, he's straight, man. I think they're gonna like hover around the five or six uh seed just because, like I said, they're not gonna sneak up on anybody, man. Should they feel disrespected? Yeah, but like I said, I think they overachieved. Nobody had them coming out the east last year, man. So I think they overachieved and I think they're gonna remain a playoff team, but not unless they get James Harden in the trade, which I heard the rumor could be getting James Harden, I don't think they repeat as Eastern Conference champions. 
Yo, let me say this real quick. Outside of the fact that people need to go and get my dude, Iron Mike Dyson, man, episode 49. Uh, give him a, a, a follow, man, at the Delegate 24. Cuz be coming in here. Cuz looking cool. You know what Aww. I'm saying? Cuz got his new mic, man. Cuz is on point, man. He's ready to go. You know what I'm saying? We definitely appreciate him for coming through. Follow him at the Delegate 24. And while we only have probably about four or five more minutes real quick, and I want to get through the rest of these as fast as I possibly can, uh, I know that this is going to be – um, this is going to be a, a, a podcast that obviously by the time most people hear this, the, the games are already going to be completed. What are some of the keys to victory and, or, um, just what you're looking forward to seeing tonight where you got a double header between, uh, the golden state warriors and, um, and the, the Brooklyn nets KD coming back, talking about, man, I'm always going to be a warrior forever going to be a warrior. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how to feel about that for real if I'm on the net yeah. squad, but that's a whole yeah. different conversation. And then, of mm. course, you got the Lakers and the Clippers, where I think they opened up last year. The Clippers did. went ahead and bust that bubble. They then they did. played again, resuming back from for the first time since Kobe. Yeah. Busted yeah. that bubble again. Yeah. Like, now we're talking about reopening the season with that same matchup all over again. What are mm. some of those keys to the uh, to the game and or who you got who you got winning both matchups tonight? So for the keys to the game, man, I'm going to go like a unconventional route. I'm going to use intangibles more so than tangibles. And the intangibles for the first game is just revenge. Well, not revenge, but just like, you know, the motivation to show your brother, like, this is what you're missing right now. Like, like me and you, Tate, we was on the same team and everything like that. But I, you know how you are, Tate. We're going to meet up again. You're going to show me exactly what I'm missing with, with the absence of, of, of your of your game, you not being on my team again. You know what I'm saying? You're going to drop 20, 30 on me. So I feel like that's what, that's what Kevin Durant's going to bring to this game. And besides that, man, I feel like Golden State is undermatched. You already don't have Klay Thompson. You have a rookie in Wiseman. He's unproven. And then I think Draymond. No Draymond. He, he ain't got no Draymond. Yeah, man. And then you couple that with, like I said, KD. He's back. He's been itching to come back and play for two years. This is his old team. And he's just a great player off top. You got Kyrie. That Kyrie and stuff. Match is always uh, scintillating, man. But to say the truth, bro, I got blowouts in both games, man. I got <laughs> Brooklyn by 20 in the first game. And I got the Lakers by 15 in the second game, man. The the Clippers are cool, bro. You got a different coach, though. LeBron knows. He knows. You know, he's a student of the game. He knows how Tyron Lue thinks, you know what I'm saying, his idiosyncrasies, his methodologies, you know, and so forth. Yeah, idiosyncrasy, dice word of the day. I sit in your <laughs> face. I sit in your face, DT. <laughs> exactly, man. So LeBron knows uh, Ty Lue. You, you don't – the same, like, revenge factor. I talked about KD. You can apply the same theory with Montrez. You know what I'm saying? With the Cl the Lakers going to the Clippers, man. And like you said, man, both times that the NBA either opened the season or resumed the season, the bubble, the Clippers got the best of them, man. And LeBron has a memory like an elephant. He doesn't forget that, man. So I have L.A. and Brooklyn, man. And that's low-key. That's my uh my finals preview, bro. Ooh, uh, respect. Brooklyn, respect. L.A. That's right now. I, I, I want to get you up out of here, Iron Mike. We got probably about 30 seconds to a minute. Okay to cover two things, man. Obviously one of them being, um, if this is ever, ever going to happen again, will we see the Bucks finally advance to the NBA finals? You say no, obviously. I think that they have obviously a better shot, but I'm a, you have to show me type of person first more than anything. So until I'm able to see that happen, I can't necessarily roll with it. But my last one for you, Iron Mike, who will be this year's version 
of OKC. I don't know if we went through that already, but who's going to exceed that expectation or who's going to go above and beyond? Who's going to be that team that people didn't think that they were going to be not much of anything coming into the season? Then they found a way to get into a nice little spot within the playoffs, contest, mm -hmm. go seven games in the first in the, in the first round and actually have a bright future ahead of them going forward. Who's this year's OKC from last year? This might be so obvious, man, so easy for me and, and lazy to answer, man. But you said OKC from last year, and the key piece of OKC last year was CP3. So I knew it. I knew it. Exactly. I knew it. But, that, but that's easy. So you know what, then? Let me just say then. If that's who it is. That's who you got. That's who you got. No, you know what? Based on my my Western Conference predictions, man, when I omitted Denver, let me just say Denver, man. You know what I'm saying? Look, look, it was hard in the West, bro. When I was in my playoffs, I had either Minnesota, Memphis, New Orleans, San Antonio, and Denver fighting for that final spot, man. So, you know, I omitted uh, Denver, man. But listen, I know I got to go, man. Uh, Mike Dyson, uh, a.k.a. NBA old man. I just want to say this, though, bro. I know we're doing predictions and projections and so forth, man, but – I just want to say, man, we're doing awards and so forth, man. But I definitely got to give the the biggest hustler, uh, inspirational of the award, award of the year to my man, DT, bro. <laughs> Last time I was on this show, bro. Don't it oversell was, it, bro. Look, bro. It was like episode 17. We done. That was a Jay Billis interview ago. That was a Sel Greenberg interview ago. I love the Scoop Jacks. You got to get him back on, bro. That was yeah. Good. You just been doing your thing though, bro, from top to bottom. I've seen the beginning and you're not done, bro, but I love the progression, man. You keep it very professional. You're keeping it loose, man. Um, very just everything is great, great synergy, great guests, man. It's an honor to be on your show, bro. And like I said, um, I'm gonna have an interview when the Eat True Hollywood story covers your life, man. You know, your bio and everything like that. Just make sure I get like a five-minute clip so I can just talk about, you know, the ascension of my man D tape. But I'm so proud of you, Doc. And thanks for having me on, though, man. Hey, on the inside, two different things is being said. Number one, cause it's full of shit. And then number two, and then number two, bro, like you're gonna make me cry, bro. I'm getting hot oh. in this hoodie, bro. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good. Salute my G, man. Sure, Appreciate sure. you coming through, man, and showing some love, man. That's my dude, Iron Mike Dyson, coming through, showing the homie some love as he typically does from time to time, getting excited for the NBA and everything like that, as we all are. And now that it's six o'clock, a little over six, appreciate everybody for showing some love. Remember to go and follow not only Iron Mike Dice. Call him Iron Mike Dyson um, on uh, social media platforms, IG and Twitter. That is at the Delegate 24, at the Delegate 24. So I thank him for coming on and joining us as a guest for episode 49. But remember to go and subscribe. That's the word of the day. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Do it anywhere that you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, Spotify, Stitcher, streaming live on YouTube out there. I see you streaming live on Facebook. Appreciate everybody for coming through and showing some love. Tony Russo and uh, Derek Crush Boyd, uh, Pops Witherspoon, Pops uh, Will Witherspoon. Appreciate you for coming through and showing some love as well. Remember to follow along on social media at Tate's Take Hoops. T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. -E hashtag where basketball lives. Again, remember the best, the most entertaining, the most educational, and the most informational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast. And I'll holla at y'all sometime later on this week in a minute.